Hey team, how you doing? Just before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by ACC's Ride Forever. Surely you've heard of Ride Forever before. Have you done a Ride Forever course? You don't know what you don't know. While you're on Facebook at some stage in the next few days, jump on the Ride Forever Facebook page. They're giving you the chance to win one of two $100 gear vouchers from a retailer of your choice. This is all to celebrate the launch of their new campaign. There's a video up on their Facebook page and it's all about great rides deserve great riders. How can you become a better rider? It's not about sitting you down and telling you you're doing it wrong. It's about giving you as many tools as possible and different things to think about while you're riding. Things like look where you want to go. Don't look at the thing you don't want to hit. Setting yourself up for the next corner. Taking a wide line so you can see through the corner. So check out the Facebook page. You'll find it at Ride Forever NZ. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, put Ride Forever, and check out that video. Get yourself in the draw for those sweet prizes, and hopefully sign up for a Ride Forever course so you can stay safe on the road and ride forever. Right, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray here and thank you very much for joining me for this show. We've got a lot coming up. Uh, later in the show, we're going to take a look at the Apex Predator, a story from uh, November 2020, Kiwi Rider, uh, looking at the brand new Tiger 900. Because of course we've got the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride coming up this weekend. Also, we're going to get into some news. KTM 1290 Super Duke RR, bit of news on that. Uh, Motoguzzi have some special models coming out for a special reason, and Gas Gas are getting into some pedal power. And we're going to be catching up with a non motorcyclist. Why? Well, that'll become apparent later on in the show. Let's get into the news. And our first story today for a, for a company with such strong links to internal combustion, uh, it's fair to say that Gas Gas's announcement of a range of e-mountain bikes comes as a bit of a, su- bit of a surprise. The range covers quite a broad spectrum of the e-mountain bike scene, with all utilising a Yamaha-sourced electric motor, which Gas Gas says is tried and tested across the mountain biking community. It boasts cutting-edge technology. Peak power from the top-of-the-line electric models is claimed at 80 newton meters that's a stonking power output for a lightweight e-mountain bike to conquer pretty much anything on land while the more entry level options have about a 70 newton meter power plant Backing the electric motor is a state-of-the-art quad sensor system that uses lean angle sensors to determine in real time whether the bike is moving up or downhill and how steep the gradient is Combining this information with speed and cadence data and pedal force sensors, it calculates the optimum level of support required. The battery range and charging times vary depending on the model and specification with the batteries ranging from 400 to 630 watt hours. And the range will initially launch in European markets this year with Gas Gas indicating that the USA will be next on the list for the e-mountain bike range in 2022. Currently there's no word as to whether the bikes will make their way down under to Australia and New Zealand but there is demand surely so hopefully we'll see them here. 
For more on this story, go to onthrottle.co.nz. With Moto Guzzi celebrating 100 years, their 100th year anniversary is on upon us. The Italian icon is releasing a trio of special anniversary models into the wild, but only two will make their way to our shores. The special centenary model V7, V9 and V85 TTs will all feature unique centenary paint schemes and stunning leather seats. However, only the V7 and the V85 TT Centeniaro models will make their way to New Zealand and Motogazi has confirmed this. Pricing is yet to be confirmed, but the first examples of the centenary bikes are expected to arrive this month. The Moto Guzzi Centenary is a proud moment for the Piaggio Group, which joined the Eagle brand in 2004, and for the Italian industry as a whole, not just motorcycling, says Piaggio Group Chairman and CEO Roberto Culliano. Ever since 1921, every Moto Guzzi bike that has gone into the world has been built at the Mandalo factory, the place where the company was set up exactly 100 years ago. And this will continue through its second century of history. Moto Guzzi is an example of all Italian excellence and it has gone down in their country's history without ever losing its youthful spirit and continues to inspire genuine passion amongst thousands of Moto Guzzi bikers all over the world. For more on this, head to onthrottle.co.nz. And our final story today, KTM, the 1290 Super Duke R has sold out. It took less than an hour, but the initial European offering for examples of KTM's extra bonkers limited run 1290 Super Duke RR have officially sold out online. In just 48 minutes, the entire allocation of the first Super Duke to bear the RR badge sold out through KTM's digital sales platform, which the company says has become a game changer in fair, first come, first served marketing and sales. In this instance, the platform was used for allowing customers to reserve one of only 500 KTM 1290 Super Duke R units. Customers were also able to spec their KTM 1290 Super Duke RR with a track-only full titanium Akropovich Evo system and a surprising number of buyers ticked the option according to KTM. Knowing that there will be a lot of disappointed fans, KTM have created an online waiting list which will allow interested buyers the chance to get their hands on a KTM 1290 Super Duke RR should any previous reservations be cancelled. There is hope though for Kiwis and Aussies, however, our allocation of 1290 Super Duke RRs went on sale via the online pre-order form on a first come first served basis Tuesday this week, Tuesday the 13th of April at 8pm New Zealand Standard Time. So if you want one you'll have to be fast, hopefully they're not all sold out already. For more on these stories go to onthrottle.co.nz, that rounds off the news. All right, joining me now is Stephen. Stephen, you don't know anything about motorbikes? Uh, other than they've got two wheels? No. Okay, so I'm going to give you 10 motorcycles. Right. And you can tell me whether they're cool or not cool. There's no preconceptions here. Uh, it's just the opinion of somebody on the street. All right. Okay, I'm going to give you the model name as well. So this first one is the Suzuki Hayabusa. It's only just been announced. I think it's coming out later this year. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I like it. It's slick. I like the colours. Um, 
I don't know what the Japanese character on the front of the bike stands for, but that looks pretty cool too. Yeah, I like the colours as well. Brilliant. Bike number two is the Yamaha R1M. Oh, nah, it looks it looks a bit too try-hard. It kind of looks like it's going to be a Transformer in a Michael Bay film. <laughs> so if you saw somebody going down, I don't know, Courtney Place on one of them, you'd think, uh, okay, what are you compensating for? Yeah, I'd be like, it's a bit try-hard. It just seems to be a bit too much going on on the bike. Bike number three is the BMW S1000RR. It looks like there's something wrong with the front of the bike. It looks quite short at the front. Like, the handlebars look quite weirdly placed I don't know I like the colour scheme I like red white and blue on a bike looks nice but I don't know it just looks a bit contortionally weird as if I was like if I was to sit or ride on it it feels like it would be a bit strange this one here is a little bit different from everything I've shown you before this is the Yamaha Tenere 700 I reckon that's cool like I, if I was to ride a motorcycle it would probably be like a dirty bike sort of thing a dirt bike like this uh, I like I like the tyres on it they always look real cool and uh, I like how it kind of sits a bit higher up in, in the shocks oh so you, you're a bit you're leaning towards the dirt bike adventure bike sort of thing so far yeah I think like like don't get me wrong I think most motorcycles are pretty cool and I'd love to ride them but I have no idea how and I just kind of you know I think they look they look a bit more fun I think you know the next bike is the Honda CRF 300 rally yeah I think it's cool like I, I like it's a real simple looking bike like there's not too much happening to it um, I like the red. Red makes it go faster. The nice little sort of blue bits of detail on it is quite nice as well. And I like the, I don't know, they called the shocks, like they're gold coloured. Uh, like, I don't know if that's custom or standard or whatever, but that looks pretty cool too. I love it. I love it. It's just it's just simple and basic and down <laughs> down to the point. And we're not we're not talking about, you know, torque character, characteristics or, or engine capacity or anything no. like that. It's just down to what it looks like. Absolutely. This one here is the brand new Kawasaki KLR650. Oh, I'm a, I'm a little bit... It kind of looks like if I held my hand over the front of it it looks like it could be like a scooter with like a moped with like a dirt bike wheel on it and then the front kind of looks like it's a proper dirt bike so i don't know i don't think it, i don't think it's that cool i think it's a bit weird i don't know why it's just giving me weird vibes this one here is the moto guzzi v85 tt oh no i don't like it it's yeah i don't know it's, it's i don't i don't like the seat on it it looks weird and then there's just a, like a lot happening on the bike, you know, like there's, I, like, I don't know any of those things on the bike, but I don't, they look like they're just unnecessary. You're talking like here with the, uh, yeah. the engine, the, uh, the the heads are sitting with the exhaust? Yeah, it's just, like, kind of looks like it's too sticky outy. It's not smooth and, seamli- and streamlined. This is the Triumph Rocket 3. That's cool. I think it's really cool. I think, you know, like, if, if I had to kind of name a bike, I could probably name Triumph as like a model or make. Um, I think it's really cool. I like the, it's kind of like a, the guy riding it's sort of leaning forward a little bit onto it, which is kind of cool. Like a really nice cherry red on it as well. The, I like the thick tyres. Thick tyres are kind of cool and it just looks a bit more sleek and a bit more modern and, than the other ones I've seen so far. All right, we've got th- uh, two to go. Yep. This is the Harley-Davidson FXDR114. Right. This kind of, it looks like this Harley-Davidson's having like an identity crisis. Like it, like it's trying to be old school Harley, but it's trying to also be new school to try to like, I don't know, get some maybe like a younger demographic to ride it, but it doesn't have that sort of classic Harley look about it that's kind of making me think it doesn't look cool. And the final bike is the Indian FTR1200. Nah. Nah, it's not for me. Um, 
there's yeah it's it looks it doesn't look right it looks like you know if you saw a picture and it's like what's wrong with this photo this this is an image that would come up because it feels like it feels like it just the the bike doesn't look connected properly and that would scare me if i rode it all right final question on the 10 i've just shown you and we can scroll back up through them which is your favorite if i if, if there's 10 bikes sitting in front of you and i said to you you could have any of them which one would you ride away on today um you, yeah that one the first that one? sort of the first sort of the what is it the 10 the Tondri 700 thing what is it the Yamaha Tenere 700 yep that's me I like I could see myself riding that and I'd feel cool doing it the other ones I feel like I could ride them but I'd feel like I was trying a bit too hard that one it kind of looks like there's a purpose behind me riding it like I'm on a Grand Theft Auto mission and I've got to scoot through the desert for the next 20 kilometers and just drive like upwards on like a 90 degree angle and I'd still be able to get to the top no worries good choice I'll put the check in the mail oh thank you now we're heading away to Raglan this weekend for the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride now you don't have to ride a Triumph to go to this event but uh, entries have closed and it's going to be an awesome ride so look forward to a lot of photos and videos on social media so because we are celebrating Triumph and the Tiger let's go back to November 2020 and, and catch up on Kiwi Rider Magazine's Jock McLaughlin and his thoughts after riding the 2020 Tiger 900 GT Pro he says it makes a compelling case for the only road bike you might need for all of New Zealand's roads. Let's find out more. For 2020, the Triumph Tiger is all new. It's now a 900cc with a simplified model lineup, starting with the base model, then the GT, and the GT Pro for the road with Rally and Rally Pro modes for those a bit more dirt orientated. There is also a low seat height iteration. Now our test machine was the top of the line GT Pro road focused model. In essence, this model is an adventure style tarmac road touring bike, but capable enough on the gravel roads considering its road tires. Let's start off with the engine. The new liquid-cooled double overhead cam 12 valve inline triple engine has a larger bore to give 888 cc's and comes with a new offbeat 132 firing order. The previous 800 was a 123 firing order engine. It now produces 87 newton meters of torque at 7,250 rpm and 70 kilowatts or 94 horsepower at 8,750. Triumph went in search of greater lowdown torque, grunt and response, apparently for a more dynamic feel off-road. There is no doubt though that it was successful and it's certainly good on the road too. The engine has been moved forward in the chassis 40mm, down 20mm and rotated 6 degrees forward. There are now twin radiators that contain less fluid, so less weight, but have greater cooling efficiency. Lastly, it has shift assist and an all new airbox and filter design which is easier to maintain. Obviously all this malarkey of moving the engine around means it will need a new steel trellis frame 
and this is where the bulk of the new model's 5kg weight saving comes from. While the various models differ in weight by a couple of kgs, the ballpark dry weight is 895 kgs, and you can add about 15 kgs if the 20-litre fuel tank is full, maybe a few more kgs for other fluids, and there you have it, your right-away weight. Riding. So, before I get bogged down in too many more details, I better go for a ride. Immediately after getting on it, I felt that the seat height was low-ish, so shorter riders looking at an adventure-styled machine should find a happy home with the new Tiger 900. The seat is even a little narrower at the front, aiding in getting your feet down to the ground. The bars are a reasonable stretch away, even with quite a rearward sweep, and I imagine this would have shorter riders sitting well forward in the seat. For tall riders, legroom could be better. Moving off, the engine still feels far punchier low down. It pulls strongly and very smoothly from idle to about 6,000 RPM. Up to this point, the engine is quick, engaging and entertaining. It's also where the majority of the riding is done, be it on the highway or on the tighter, twistier stuff. Above 6,000 RPM, the power keeps pulling and rising right up to the 10,000 RPM redline. But not as effortlessly, and the vibration certainly creeps in the more the revs rise. The bars are not rubber mounted. On balance, the engine is great and definitely better for the bulk of riding, but it's not as rev happy up top as the 800 engine used to be. Riding along with the suspension defaulted to Sport, I was very impressed with the ride comfort and in Triumph's shift assist, you've got an easy bike to ride. Approaching the first few turns, the 320mm brakes with Brembo monoblock calipers make a very strong impression. They're powerful and the 900 can stop very hard, it's got excellent feel. In the turns, I didn't entirely gel with the Tiger's steering. It feels more like a sports bike and likes to be braked in a straight line, then driven through the turns with the power on, in a commanding way. Dominate it if you like. If you don't take command, it feels like it has a bit of a mind of its own, whereas most adventure bikes are more relaxed and don't care if you turn the power on, off or even chop the throttle mid-turn. They still tend to stay on course. It's just a bit of a different feel for an adventure bike, and it's certainly still very capable. The hand adjustable screen is excellent, quick to alter on the move and very effective. I generally seem to struggle with standard screens, although I'm tall, most are worse in the high position for me. Lower is better so the wind hits my shoulders rather than my head. I even chopped 50mm off the top of my Africa twin screen to get away from the buffeting and make it averagely good. The Triumph screen is great and in the tall position it's, it was almost silent with bugger all buffeting. Excellent. The GT Pro comes with the center stand, making chain lubrication and tensioning a joy rather than a chore. The suspension is very comforting at touring speeds, as I said earlier. However, I'm around 100kg suited up, so it was a little soft when pushing on. I firmed the 45mm USD forks on the compression to four clicks out from full hard, and lightened the rebound a few clicks to get it to hold up under brakes better. 
and sit up a little more in general. At the rear I tended to set the electronic shock to one rider and luggage which just firmed up the rear a little. Set up like this was perhaps not quite like the magic carpet ride of the default setting but it was more up for it, more keen when getting a wriggle on. Wheel travel is 180mm at the front and 170mm at the rear. As far as electronics go, you've got a bit to play with. They play a huge part of the new Tiger's arsenal, from safety to power delivery, comfort and rider aids. There is high-tech cornering, ABS and traction control, along with riding modes of rain, road, sport, off-road and rider configurable. Then there is cruise control, three position heated grips and two position heated seats. Yes, Triumph has all the bases covered. All of these modes and settings can be reasonably intuitively managed from a couple of bar mounted switches and followed on the massive 7 inch TFT screen. Clarity means size matters. There is a handy USB port up front and via the TFT dash My Triumph connectivity system will integrate with your smartphone. LED lights are fitted all around including daytime running lights and fog lights. Also Triumph has over 65 accessories available for the Tiger so there's plenty of opportunity to tweak it just how you like. Overall the Triumph Tiger GT Pro is a seriously good touring bike with all the bells and whistles. The engine feels stronger and more effortless than the 900cc would normally equate to in the first two thirds of the rev range the bit you use 90% of the time, but after that it vibes a little. It was a very comfortable bike with plenty of electronic shock adjustment. There are all the creature comforts, safety features and connectivity one could possibly hope for and it won't challenge shorter riders who are looking for an adventure styled machine. It certainly covers all the bases. After tasting the GT, I can't wait to get my hands on a Rally Pro to see what the dirtier side of the Tiger life is like. The story written by Jock McLaughlin and featured in the November edition of Kiwi Rider magazine. Check it out for all the pictures and specs of the 2020 Triumph Tiger 900 GT Pro. Well there you have it, that's us for another episode. Thank you very much for sticking with us. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. We are off this weekend to Raglan to attend the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride. Looking forward to that and getting the T7 dirty again. Of course I spent uh, quite a bit of time this weekend um, smashing out some new tyres on the bike. I've never done that by hand before. So we ripped off the uh, OEM Pirellis and we put on a set of uh, Midas EO7 Pluses front and rear they look beefy chunky and they've got quite an edge on those knobs looking forward to seeing how they go uh, on the commute this week and into uh, the, the ride this weekend we're riding all the way up to Raglan Friday night doing the ride Saturday riding back to Wellington Sunday so looking forward to that so next week's episode as long as I have time to edit it should be you coming along for the ride on the Triumph Tiger Adventure ride with us of course, if you are at the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride, come say g'day. Love to have a chat with you. Love to hear from you. Hope you're having a great week. I've been Ray. This has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.
Hokirae again. Hey, thanks very much for listening to this week's show. We really appreciate your company and joining us for this ride, which is Kiwi Rider Podcast. This week's show was brought to you by ACC's Ride Forever. As I mentioned at the start of the show, your chance to win is on the Ride Forever Facebook page right now. To celebrate the launch of their new campaign, they're giving away two $100 gear vouchers to a retailer of your choice. That could be, you know, the best part of a new helmet, some new boots, new gloves, something like that from a retailer you pick anywhere in the country. Head to their Facebook page, Ride Forever. Go at Ride Forever NZ on Facebook. Check out the video. It is their new campaign, and it's giving you a taste of what a Ride Forever course might entail. It's a video with a whole bunch of little tidbits of information, things you may or may not have thought about before. Setting yourself up for a corner, taking a wide line through the corner. Don't worry about apexes or any of that kind of jargon. We're not talking about racetracks here. But taking a wide line through the corner so you can see further through the corner, giving you more time to react. A whole bunch of little bits of information like that. So head to the Ride Forever Facebook page for your chance to win one of two $100 gear vouchers from a retailer of your choice. And thanks very much, ACC and Ride Forever, for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast.